Welcome back to the Wedding Community Podcast. Today, I am joined by Neil and Stephanie. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. Awesome. How are you two doing today? Ladies <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe> first. <laughs> I don't know who should go. Um, I'm it's doing good. good. Uh, I mean, it's very, very hot out today, at least here. So it's... Uh, However, though, it's been a sunny day, so I'm good. Yes, same, same. I, I did an event, an outdoor event today, and it was extremely hot, but windy. My, my goal is when I ask a question, I'm like, I hope they just both answered at the same time. They're just like in sync that well, where they're, they're just like at the exact same time, say the same thing or something. But uh, no, um, yeah, I, I can always call or you can raise your hand if you want, just like in a classroom if we need to do that. <laughs> so um, it's always going to be ladies first. Okay. Well, I just, can do just that, to though. clarify, it's <laughs> All right. always going to be ladies. We got first. an order down uh. then. <laughs> So awesome. So I, I thought it would be fun to bring you both on. So we met at a networking, online networking wedding planner group during the summit. And um, you both happen to be from Canada area. We, we, we all kind of end up being in the same room, which was kind of fun. And it got me thinking, I was like, you know, I don't know like a single thing really about Canada, especially not Canada weddings. And it made me, it made me think like, I wonder how much is different, how much is the same. And so I thought it'd be really fun to bring both of you on with one of you being a wedding planner, planner, one of you being kind of a DJ entertainer. I, I was thinking there would be plenty that you could kind of chip in and, and show what's the difference and the same. And so um, before we kind of get into that topic, I would love for you to just to introduce yourself and kind of give us a background on why you're in weddings and how you got started and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Stephanie and I own New Berlin Weddings and Events. Uh, it's called New Berlin because I live in Kitchener-Waterloo area and it used to be called um, New Berlin, basically. Uh, we have very deep German roots here. Uh, we host uh, the second largest Oktoberfest in the world here, even though it hasn't happened for the last two years. Um, and that's where I got started. I got started in the community. I love doing community events. I volunteer a lot. And ever since I was little, I watched my parents host different events. And I knew right from the get-go, I was gonna be an event planner. And I fell in love with weddings. I cry at every wedding, regardless. You'll find me in the back with my sunglasses on, just crying. Um, and I love what I do. Like you couldn't, pay me to do anything else with more money because I just love what I do and I love bringing so much happiness to these couples to bring their day to life because they've worked so hard and then they hand it over to me and they're like I'm gonna have a great day which is exactly what they should do yeah I hope you're in the back crying for good reasons not because it's so stressful of a day <laughs> <laughs> no definitely good reasons uh I'm just like so overwhelmed with like how happy they are <laughs> And ever, like you can see people turning around being like, is she okay? And I'm like, just don't look at me. <laughs> like she's crying more than the bride. What's going on here? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those who aren't watching us, uh, Neil had some virtual Kleenexes to uh, share. So uh, there you appreciate go. that. Awesome. So um, my name's Neil. I have been a DJ for, wow going on 37 years. Um, 
in, I started in um, middle school, high school, uh, doing events, doing uh, all kinds of stuff like that, moving on to corporate and bars. And then I took a hiatus to, to go be a dad and all that fun stuff for a little bit and worked in the corporate world and realized that, yeah, no, being part of weddings is where I belong. Um, and then that would be 2012, went back to weddings full time and uh, I've been doing it ever since. And uh, yeah, I cry at many of them too, but <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, it's more of a, a big scene because I'm a big fella. And when people see me, they're like, what's going on there? <laughs> I said, it's my allergies. I'm not crying. You're crying. That's funny. Um, so yeah, uh, before we, before we kind of get into the main topic, um, it'd be great to just kind of break the ice, learn a little bit more about you guys and, your experience with the wedding. So don't, don't have to think too hard on these questions. Kind of give me your first answer. But first question for I have for you is um, what is the best meal that you've had at a wedding? Oh man. I've had, um, it was like a six course meal and I know I was, it was like swanky. I was like, okay. Um, and they had, um, what is it called? Is it called ratatouille? Is that what it's mm -hmm. called? Yeah. Because um, I usually get the vegetarian option, um, mm -hmm. even though I'm not vegetarian. But it was the best food I've ever had, hands down. It was so good. That's, that's I, I'm, I'm going to say that I usually, I don't eat uh, red meat. So I'm almost always like the, the chicken guy or the veg. And that would be ratatouille was was one of the best ones i um it was vegetarian ratatouille and it was really good it was out in pickering ontario i remember that but i just remember going like wow i'm getting spoiled here <laughs> so that, that that would be my best one yeah and what now about I'm you travis Oh man, I, I didn't know I was have to answer my own question. Um, well, you think you're just gonna get off easy? A question is asking and not getting getting it back. I know, right? Um, so not the fanciest meals I've had, but the good thing about last year with the micro weddings is I had a lot of like backyard barbecue type meals or like catering that you nice. wouldn't normally expect. So like pulled pork and like you know just sweet corn on the cob and just like random things you wouldn't expect to have at a wedding. So that was definitely a highlight last year was just the, you know, obscure food we were getting like one we had, they had like a taco truck, you know, that was mm -hmm. pretty cool. So, so it's, it's kind of nice to be back with like the nice meals, you know, on the venues, but it's like, I'm already starting to get kind of like sick of them again. I'm like, I kind of miss the uh, taco trucks and stuff that we had last <laughs> yeah. year. So I had one. I had one in October, and they rolled in the taco truck. And we were speaking about it earlier. The tented one with the family, and they rolled in a taco truck like late night. And I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna put on a really long song to put on like <laughs> Paradise by the Dashboard Light because that's eight minutes, and I'm going to get me a taco." <laughs> I came back with like two tacos. I was like, "This is heaven!" Like, that's awesome. 
That's good. I, you know, it's funny with those midnight snacks. Cause a lot of times I don't see them. Usually I'm gone by then, but when I am, I'm like, man, that sounds like a really good idea to eat a bunch of pieces of pizza right now at 11 o'clock at night. And then as soon as I'm leaving the wedding, I'm like, that was a terrible mistake. I should not have done that. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> All right. Um, and I want to flip it real quick for you guys too. So what's the worst meal that you've ever had at a wedding? Oh boy. <laughs> Um, I've just, I don't think like one stands out for me, but I've definitely had some dry chicken at a wedding, like sawing through it. Um, and then just like drinking a bunch of water to try and like choke it down. Uh, otherwise I don't remember anything like super specific other than just dry chicken. <laughs> I remember doing a wedding, um, and literally, first of all, I DJed from a different room. I had speakers, like it was so small, there was that many guests that the speakers were out in the room and I was in a different room. And in the, the other room, they, uh, they sort of just gave you like, like sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really? And they were like dry chicken sandwiches. And you're like, mm. and I'm a diabetic. I have to eat, you like it or not, I have to eat. So I'm just like, oh please uh, so yeah, yeah i would say that was probably my worst yeah here in the states uh a lot of venues especially in the city like in chicago they love the box lunches so when you were saying dry chicken i was like man that sounds great compared to some of the things they've tried to feed us here so um we uh we occasionally i think we've been able to turn back everyone that we get and they end up giving mm -hmm. us a real meal but we've gotten some you know like we're waiting and waiting we're hungry it's been a long day they have us go into a back room we get to this back room and there's these like brown boxes and they're like usually like kind of like damp and like you know, like moist or something. And then you open it up and it's got like this sandwich in it. That's like warm to the touch. And it's mm -hmm. like deli meat and like mustard and that's it with <laughs> like white bread and then some chips and a cookie. And that's like your meal. And so I've seen a few of those when I started, I didn't know what to do with them, especially because usually I was shooting for someone. So I just ate it or I just waited till I got home. But as I've gotten kind of older and wiser, I make sure I discuss that ahead of time. So that doesn't happen. And and it's crazy what i found too is sometimes the couple they're paying for that and they're paying a discounted weight rate quote unquote and it's like five dollars less than if they would have just got us like the real meal so i always like talk to the couple ahead of time about that because i mean obviously i would like to eat real food <laughs> that is a plus but i also feel bad that they're like being taken advantage of and it's like yeah you could save five bucks and we'll go to 7-eleven and throw some stuff in a box and give it to your vendor so. some nachos and right. you know, it's um it's funny because there's in regards to djs in the states i have i'm in a lot of networking groups and there's a couple of djs uh, larger ones that not big fellas but of larger companies and they're like you shouldn't eat as a DJ at, a, at an event. That's that, that's wrong. And as you see Stephanie's face, she's like, what are you talking about? So we're going to talk about timelines. And the, the difference is a lot of the weddings, um, depending on where you are, uh, south, are DJs only playing for four, five hours. So in that instance, I understand. But up here where like I'm at a 12 o'clock or one o'clock ceremony and the lights don't turn back on until 1 a.m. So, you know what I mean? Like I, it's, it's a big, big movement 
in, in for DJs in the States where they're like, you shouldn't eat, you shouldn't, you shouldn't this and that because it looks bad. And I'm like, well, I'm there for 13 hours. You yeah. don't want to have to get people to pick me up off the floor because I passed out. So yeah. I, I, it's in my contract even about, you know, I got to have a meal. <laughs> so it's funny because people don't think about, oh, you're there for X amount of time. And in regards to most labor laws, unless we're going back to, to other times, people should be taking breaks within like four or five hours a day. As far as I know here, I don't know about, about in the States, but to me, it's, you know what I mean? When you think about the time that's being spent at the actual event. Absolutely. I definitely think you should see me so I don't. Event. Yeah. yeah. The like hard and fast rule I'm against is like vendors drinking at weddings. Um, I think that's super awful. I don't like it at all. Tacky. Like, super tacky. Um, but eating, absolutely. Mm-hmm. like if I usually try and get like a plate in the kitchen and eat in the kitchen yeah, um, so that they don't see me eating, but I, I can work up to 18 hours on a wedding day and exactly. I have yeah. to eat at some point or else I'm going to just fall down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not diabetic like you are, but I, after 18 hours of not eating, <laughs> I'm going to fall down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Understandably. <laughs> that, that's the thing. That's it's, it's, it's very funny because some people, some times you get the couples that are like, oh, we have to feed you? And they don't think about it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not even counting my setup and whatnot. I could be there for 14 hours. You know what I mean? If you include that, et cetera, et cetera, through the day, it could be a long day. And they're like, oh, okay. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I pack my snacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I always have and a lunch I, bag I have full a of big, snacks. I have a big facade so I can hide behind it and nobody sees me if they give me a meal. So... It's not like I'm sitting there at a table. That I, I always find weird. Like when they put put you like right out in the middle with all the vendors and you're like. Oh, <laughs> so I know you guys were kind of talking about timelines. So I would love to kind of start there when it comes to weddings and see if there are any differences between a Canadian or, you know, state's wedding or if it's all kind of the same. So what what does a wedding day normally look like? Now, I know you were saying like, deal. it sounds like usually the DJ is there like all day, whereas like I do know sometimes the DJ will be there all day with us. But a lot of times it's like a, you know, ceremony at a church. So the DJ is not really needed till the party starts. So I would love to just kind of see what the timeline looks like on a normal wedding day for you guys. Yeah, um, it honestly, it depends on the clients. Um, I find I do a lot of non-traditional weddings. Um, so I don't do a lot of church services. Um, usually they do their ceremony where their reception is. Um, so it, it ranges depending on what type of food they want. So if they want the sit down dinner, I always recommend like a one to two ceremony time so that they can, you know, have their ceremony depending on how long that is, depending on, you know, their religion, tradition, whatever they do want to do. Um, and then they have time for photos and then a cocktail hour and then dinner speeches. And then usually like nine o'clock is dancing and drinking time, like universally here, usually, uh, depending if the speeches go long. Sometimes that can be pushed back an hour or two. Um, if the speeches do go long, but dinner's usually five or six, and that that hasn't changed much for the weddings I do. 
um, unless they're doing hors d'oeuvres in the evening, which is more like seven o'clock. Yes, what she said. <laughs> no, it's basically the same. I think that the, where we are, we're basically the same as like um, an East Coast, New York, New Jersey, predominantly. Um, and it's exactly that same way. So for me, um, personally, majority of the stuff that I do is, can be ceremonies, even in the church, I could be doing sound support for that, or they could be doing it in a non-traditional, uh, at a hotel or you know, I mean, some, some other venue, and I could be doing sound for that. And so it could be, um, again, anywhere from 12 or one o'clock um, ceremony, um, moving on to cocktail, when they're at cocktail, when the guests are at cocktail, the we could be doing pictures at that time. Um, yep. Or it could be just a straight break. We'll see you later. We'll see you in a couple hours. Um, yeah. That happens too, where you, you got married here, come back in three hours, and we'll see you at, at the other place for, for a five o'clock dinner. So then we're doing our grand entrance and all that other stuff that, that, that we would do um, a toast. And then um, so I've been kind of leaning on towards the, the couples that I have to do things a little bit differently sometimes just to mix it up. Uh, one, of the, one of my nihilisms, as it were, is I try not to make receptions a spectator sport. So um, we kind of mix it up and do maybe um, things that would be together together. So a parent's speech, parent's dance. Another yep. parent speech, parents dance. And that way you mix it up um, a little bit more as opposed to it's all the speeches and we're all just sitting there like this and then people are dozing off and then they're, they're, they're not in the mood to dance or whatever the case may be. They don't yeah. want to be entertained because they've been sitting there for five hours <laughs> to listen to both, parent, both sets of parents do you mean and, and grandparents and then the, the wedding couple or whatever the case may be so I, I always try to make it as as mixed up and entertaining as possible without losing our minds I don't go crazy but so that we're able to to um, just have people interact and have different things happen yeah so absolutely and what does the timeline look in the look like in the U.S. Then is it very similar? Yeah, it sounds like it's pretty similar. So like, um, and and I don't know if you guys see this like with different territories, but like I think Neil was kind of saying there's kind of like New Jersey style or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I, I found that's a little bit different than like in the Midwest, where Midwest it's kind of what you were talking about, where we try to kind of lump things together. And so for better or worse, that's kind of the route that they usually go. But what, especially in Chicago in particular. Um, there's a lot of different like kind of uh, cultures and stuff. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, you see a lot of like Catholic ceremonies, you know, and so like you have your typical day where it's like, especially like I'll just use kind of uh, past weekend, for example. So I had a Polish wedding. And so it's like very early start, you know, they, they're get, they get ready. They, they a lot of times do a first look. There's like a blessing they do. So there's all these like traditions yep. that they do. And then when mm -hmm. we get to the ceremony there, it's your normal Catholic mass, but then there's even some extra traditions they throw in there. And so it's a very long day. And it seems like usually when it's like 
Polish, Italian, German, you know, like if it's kind of like they have these cultural things they do, it's a very long wedding day, no matter what, which is good for the most part, because even though it's a long day, you know that you're not going to feel rushed going anywhere. Whereas like, kind of like um, couples that maybe they don't have like a certain kind of heritage or like, you know, one kind of comes from one background, one's from another, or they're like non-religious. They try to kind of lump everything into eight hours for whatever, for some reason that eight hours is like always the sweet spot. And so like, it's, it's the same amount of stuff we're doing, but it's like in eight hours instead of 12 hours. And so they try to crunch it all in there. So we're like running around all day. We're late to everything. And, but it, it somehow like all comes together. And so, so that's definitely like a common thing that we see is this and, and, um, it, there's still, I don't know if, what you guys kind of find on this side, but even when couples like maybe are having the ceremony reception all at the same location, maybe they're not like particularly like religious or anything, they still don't want to do a first look. And so what we end up running into a lot of times is there's not enough time for photos. Cause it's like, we don't want to do a first look, but our ceremony is literally an hour before cocktail hour starts, but we also want to enjoy our cocktail hour. <laughs> and so, you know, we'll yeah. try to advise them like, Hey, you're either going to need to do your ceremony earlier. And the venue usually doesn't allow that. So if you can't do that, you need to do a first look, but they're like, well, well, I don't, I don't want him to see me till the ceremony, you know? And so then we end up in this really tight situation with the schedule. So I think there is a lot of that cramming that happens in the States. I don't know if you guys run into that too, where it's like, they want to, they want to fit like a 12 hour wedding day into like a six hour package or something. Yeah, no, definitely that they, I always try and tell them like, Hey, your photos are going to take up a huge chunk of your day. If you want your photos to look good. Um, so I always, I always suggest a first look now, unless they're really keen on seeing each other in the aisle. I think a first look is super cute. Then you get those yeah. photos too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I find a lot of situations you can run into all we want, you know, ceremony at three cocktail at four dinner at five. And I'm like, unfortunately you have to sit down with them and be like, time doesn't no. move like that at a wedding. It moves so much slower. Getting anywhere feels like it takes 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and even trying to get dinner out or something, it's going to take longer than you think it does. The servers aren't magic. They can't like fling the tables, uh, like the food to your table, um, right away. And if you want those, any of those photos, uh, you have to make time for them. And I always say you should add an extra like 30 minutes to everything. Everything. Just, to, yeah. just if you're early, nobody knows. If you're late, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person who knows your timeline is you and probably me, your <laughs> wedding coordinator. So um, it's. I think it's just like, as for a tip, just add 30 minutes to everything and then you'll be on time or you'll be early and it'll be even better. That's so funny because I do the exact same thing. <laughs> I do the exact, and I tell them all the time, like, Okay, so this is your timeline, but what's really going to happen is you're going to get stuck in traffic coming from here to here on a Saturday afternoon. So when you're struggling to get to the park or wherever you want to take your pictures and your guests are are sitting at the venue twiddling their thumbs, uh, eating the antipasta hors d'oeuvres or whatever, whatever, whatever they're waiting for, nothing's happening. It's yeah. background, you know what I mean? So you, I say, I, I always tell people, don't get married to your timeline. That's another needle. Is it? Don't get married to it and don't sweat it. Give it to, make sure that the people that you hire, the vendors that you, are people that you, aren't just cheap, but people that you trust so that yeah. you can just worry about 
you and your partner getting married and we'll handle all the behind the scenes stuff and we'll we'll buffer in that half an hour for you <laughs> do you know what i mean so that so absolutely that we know traffic's going to be this or food's going to be that there, there's one thing i've always as a former server i've always been afraid of is messing with the chef so i i build i build my timeline from where the chef i say what time's dinner supposed to be oh it's supposed to be six o'clock okay I'll count backwards and yeah. build that way because there's nothing worse than food coming out, as we were saying, in meals that are not that have been sitting under heat lamps waiting for their their uh, their stage presence. There's their time for them to to be uh, to be uh, served. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I refuse to get in a chef's way or a caterer's way. Like, mm -hmm. what time are you serving? I'll be poof gone. Whatever you need, you can find me, but. Uh, just whatever you need, we'll do because <laughs> the food needs to be on time. <laughs> exactly. And I've had some people, some chefs say, well, it's, you guys are here early, blah, 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 blah. And that's where I come in as an entertainer. And I'm like, well, um, they always say, comedians always say they have these bits or something. And then I'll come in and do a game or something, something where we're going to buy time, something interactive, something fun. And you know what I mean? They're, they're going to be able to to at least not sit there and think where's my food where's my food something's happening something something up there on stage is happening let me watch that for a minute or two yeah while, while the delayed food makes its way out yeah i, I like to with... use oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead i was gonna say um i love to use ish time so they'll give me their schedule and they're like this is happening at 11. I'm like, no, it's happening at 11 ish. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like we can't, we can't just guarantee that that's going to happen at 11. And then I think that kind of helps the couple understand that, you know, you just have to be flexible and yep. have to understand that nothing's going to start until you're there. And it all revolves around you as a couple, not so much the timeline. So like, if you get to the ceremony five minutes late, it's fine. We'll, we'll pick up somewhere, you know, and hopefully, hopefully like, you know, the officiant is aware of that. So maybe they'll, cut out that joke that wasn't going to be funny anyhow and you know catch up catch us up on time and then we're all of a sudden before you know it we're like ahead of schedule again we're back yeah exactly. yeah definitely but that, i mean I, I can't attest to uh east coast or west coast weddings um just because i've never personally done one i've seen a lot of them but i'm gonna assume a lot of them are around the same timeline as us the territories no idea they don't have much population up there so I'm going to go with probably the same, but it probably depends on the season. Um, and if it's, if it's winter, likely not. Yeah. Yeah. What are, um, cause like in Canada, is there a wide variety of seasons or is everyone kind of going through the same season? Ah, oh you mean uh, from from different parts of canada yeah yeah um, like weather wise and does well, that BC, kind of like a, bc is different than, than where we are 100 percent. Right? yeah that's yeah, what yeah, i yeah. thought so like yeah. the wedding seasons are probably kind of kind of like how here where i hear a lot of times like texas their their hot season is you know well hot is in like busy is um like in the winter and then summer it can kind of like slow down whereas like in illinois i don't do like anything in the winter because no one wants to get married when it's like negative 15 so um yeah like are there i'm guessing there's different areas in canada that can kind of be like that too so like if you're kind of working the whole area you you would you have different basically different times where you'd be busy then well, we're not doing so. Sorry, you were saying you're not very familiar with Canada. So yeah. this is what I always tell people: where we are, 
we are basically where New York is. Gotcha. Like, and the other side of the country, BC, is basically Seattle. So whatever the weather is in Seattle, that's kind of the BC weather. So when it gets rainy, that season that they have over there, that's that's what they have, and nobody's getting married then. That's my my understanding. Unless they really yeah. like rain, I guess. And we're yeah. not we're and Canada is much bigger than the, the U.S. By the way, yeah. So we're it's not like like Stephanie and I are going to different different provinces, which are states, different provinces, and going to to different different spots like that usually. Um, yeah, I typically don't change provinces. Like it's hard enough yeah. even in Ontario. Like if I'm going to Muskoka or mm-hmm. somewhere up there, that's like a four or five hour drive yeah. for us. And we're still in the same province. Uh, like that's a lot for us. Uh, mm-hmm. I usually stay within like our whole region. Um, I mean, I will go anywhere, but I typically don't go to Manitoba or Quebec. Uh, like our neighboring, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, we could technically, but it'd be a really long drive. Like it's a yeah. good 12 it'd hours. It'd be pricey for, it'd be pricey for them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cause I could definitely see that being a difference too. Whereas like, so where I'm at in like near Chicago, I'm in the suburbs. So like, we're only like an hour from the border of like Indiana and an hour from the border of Wisconsin. So like I, I do a lot of going to other States, but I would imagine with the providences, like there's so much more spaced out. I mean, I, I, we had, we yeah. do have obviously some States that are like that, like Texas, you, you wouldn't necessarily probably be like a, you know, sa- Southern Texas vendor and be going all the way up to like, you know, Missouri or something like that, like some state like nearby. Cause that's a long drive through the whole state. So I'm guessing it's kind of like that for you guys but it's like every providence is kind of like a texas in a way yeah. yes yes yeah. exactly that every part well what does it take to get out of out of ontario something like eight hours i think it is at least eight hours to get out of yeah. ontario if you want to go to like bc or something a you want to take a plane that's a flight. um yeah, b yeah. like it takes like i think three four days to drive to bc yeah. um and then you have to drive through saskatchewan um, and that's well, just boring. You got to drive through the states if we're smart, because yes. <laughs> apparently it's quicker. Right? Yeah. So we go, you go, you cross the whole, into a whole go country and, and then come then, back up, and then yeah. come back up. To then you. you don't have so many lakes to drive around, which is a huge issue here. Like the reason it takes us so long to get to Muskoka is because I have to drive around a numerous stupid amount of lakes <laughs> to try and get there. Um, <laughs> Like, I don't have that many lakes, but yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? Like you don't, it's not a straight shot right up to Muskoka. It's no. you know, around the bend and around that lake and then yes. up another body of water. And Right. Yeah. Um, do you guys find that you have to like, so like, let's say you have a, a wedding coming up. Do you often find they are kind of longer drives for you guys? Or do you still get a lot of stuff that's very local though? Like there's still a lot of people getting married in your area. The longest drive I've had is about 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, yeah. not, it's not, so there's, so there's plenty going around. <laughs> I'm pro- on average, um, I average at least an hour circumference from where I am at. Um, that brings me all the way to Niagara. Um, mm-hmm. And 
all the way back. So like just Pickering or whatever, and then North to almost Barry. Those are, that's like majority of my area, but I've like, I, the August one, August uh, 1st, we're talking about, that's three hours. Up oh, wow. That, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Sun, I don't remember what it's called. South Range or Sun Range or something, but so I do that, and I've done Destination. Of course, is always a big one. I, I always I used to just plug that like crazy because I was like, I just want a trip. <laughs> so Destination is something that I always. Uh, what did we do? Uh, Twenty nineteen, um, Cuba, Jamaica. Nice. Um, well, Jamaica was kind of cheating. It was my cousins. Um, but I got, to visit, visit, got to visit family and stuff like that. Um, Cuba was, was a cousin as well. So we got to work. I was like, so who's playing the music for you? And they were like, uh, the, the venue? I'm like, I got you. So it ended up being, being uh, part of my deal. So I can say I DJed a wedding in Cuba. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always, it's always good, cool to put those things on a resume. Oh, absolutely. And how far have you driven, Travis? Um, the farthest we've had is South Carolina, which is like 14 hours from where we're at. So we could have we could have taken a plane probably would have been a lot easier, but um, we wanted to kind of stop. So along that route is also like the Smoky Mountains and some other stops. So we kind of made like a trip out of it. Um, but normally we're not going too much more than like an hour or two. That's kind of the funny thing about Chicagoland though, because um, you know, you were saying like the longest you've gone is 45 minutes. Well, like 45 minutes, to most people is still like Chicago, you know, like, so even though um, it's Chicago, the city itself really doesn't take up that much area, but all the suburbs kind of get looped into that Chicago, Chicago land. So like, you know, I might be going all the way out to some suburb super far west and the couple would still consider themselves from Chicago, even though they're like two hours from Chicago, you know, like it's just, it's just kind of the way it goes. And so we have to kind of be ready to drive all over the place. And, and it's kind of fun in some ways because you see a wide variety of weddings. Like obviously every state weddings can be a little bit different, you know, like a beach wedding in Florida is going to be different than a, a wedding in the mountains in like Colorado or something. Yeah. Um, but even mm -hmm. in Illinois, you see a lot of that too, where, um, where I'm in the suburbs, like right in between like country land and like the city. So like, I'll have one weekend where I'm downtown in the city, super high end hotel, your typical kind of like fancy wedding next weekend. I'm out in like some cornfield farm, whatever venue. And the, the groomsmen are shooting off guns and, you know, like, <laughs> it's just like, it's yeah. so, yeah, it's so totally different. Um, and, and, it, and it's cool that way, but then it's like, it's cool too, because those are only like two hours apart from each other you know and so like you could go an hour one way you're gonna have a totally different wedding than an hour the other way that's so interesting i find that i get for me i get a lot of um well my big my my thing is um being able to dj for couples of very background various backgrounds growing up in the gta general uh, greater toronto area there's so many it's a big melting pot so we get like so many different uh, backgrounds um, for weddings. And that's, a, I always say that that's, that's our big thing. That's my big thing as, for, as a DJ, I'll, I'll do a Polish wedding this week and an Italian wedding the next week and a, 
a Jewish wedding after that. And then, you know what I mean? There's, there's some years where I'm just like, I didn't do the same people at all for the whole wedding season, right? I've done Chinese and then I've done Indian and, and, and that sort of thing. So Trinidadian, like Caribbean people and all kinds, of, there's a big mix. And those weddings are the best, so. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice that you can put that on your resume too, because I know there are a lot of people who don't have or haven't done or had the opportunity to mm-hmm. uh, be able to offer that type of service. So it's nice knowing that you've you've done it, you've tried it, you kind of took the steps to learn about it. Yes, that's um, the thing. A lot of people don't get that. So today, again, I was doing the, an event, and in our area, there were a lot, there were a lot of um, people of, of Indian descent, Indian background. So I played a lot of uh, a, a big, probably about 25% of uh, Punjabi music and people were like coming up to me and like, this is fantastic. Are you Indian? Are you, and I was like, no, I just, I love music and swear I, can, I can make it work. <laughs> and they were like, oh, and you blended that with this and that. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what I do. Here's my card. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like here in the States, um, a lot of different like states, uh, basically there's, you kind of find different budgets and different pricing and stuff. So I'm kind of curious if it's like that in Canada as well. Cause like there's, it, it seems like too, like with the States, it revolves around major cities. So like, you know, in Chicago or in New York or LA, it's pretty common to maybe be able to charge, you know, 4,000 plus for like photography or 4,000 plus for video. But then you start getting into like maybe the smaller towns and their budgets are going to be much lower and the expectation is much lower and the venue is probably not as fancy and so I I was kind of curious if like you guys have kind of found that there's certain areas that are associated with having higher budgets you know if you guys have a general idea of like what's the average wedding budget in Canada and it does it matter per where they're at kind of like it is here too um well that is like that's a difficult question here because you range from you know Toronto in my opinion has a higher budget range people mm-hmm. who live in toronto are a lot like for lack of better term a lot like new york um and they're living in the city for a reason um there's swanky venues fancy caterers if you've made it you've made it in toronto but then if you come to like peel region um which neil is in or like kitchener waterloo they're kind of more your average joes around here um i mean there's lots of rich people around here obviously as well but more of your average joes so i want to say weddings range from about 15 to 30k um i'm very surprised when people do weddings for less than 15 and impressed um just because i know how much all the vendors cost and venues but if they are i'm very impressed but i would say like between 15 and 30 is usually the budget i see yeah according to my friend google <laughs> the average cost of a 2020 Ontario wedding was 30,714. Okay. So you're like, you, you, you nailed it. Um, <laughs> and, and it's exactly what, what Stephanie said, like where I'm originally from actually Toronto. So, um, and our, our website is the Toronto wedding DJ, um, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. So we, we cater to that demograph as it were but our office is in peel region and so you get a lot of people who are like how much are you charging what 
Do you know what I mean? I'm like, that's that's what it is. And these are the reasons why. This is my experience. This is what's going to happen uh, if, you, if you hire me. Like, yada, yada, yada. And, and once you educate people, you, you let them figure it out. What's what's more important, your exp- the experience of having a vendor who will will do the, the job you want and make it a memorable event or stick to the budget and so people stick to the budget and i and i wish them all the best i always mm-hmm. do and nine out of ten times i hear after oh we should have went with you so and i find that is the consensus a lot um because that they, they should have went with me yes and people <laughs> i find that like the dollar signs get in the way a lot which i totally mm-hmm. respect because not everyone is made of money Absolutely. um and but it is hard sometimes if you want to, ha- you have, you know, your wedding on one side and the money on another, and they don't really fit together sometimes. And they should, they should go hand in hand, but sometimes it's like, I want this wedding with pure peonies and all my stuff rented and a six course dinner with a photographer who's going to be there from sunrise to sunset and a DJ who's going to do it all for 10 K. And you're like, no, um, if you do, please tell me how, um, but like, it's just unrealistic. So I try and uh, when I talk to clients is we discuss a budget and their vision and how they're going to go hand in hand, because sometimes you can get carried away and that's okay because everyone has a different, they have no idea that they're not in this industry like we are. And that's totally understandable. And that's what all of us are here for is to talk to them about those things. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I I was kind of curious because Neil looked up Toronto and the average the average of New York is like sixty thousand for a mm-hmm. wedding, and then Chicago's we're we're behind them, but it's like fifty thousand. But in the suburbs, the average is a little more like thirty to forty thousand, which I could totally believe because I feel like a majority of your budget goes towards parking in Chicago. So you're probably like uh. if you're paying for all your guests, like probably like ten thousand of that's probably like just the parking or something. Oh my so gosh. Maybe not really that much, but you know, like it's I I wouldn't be surprised because it's it's expensive. Like having a Chicago wedding, like everything's just more expensive. The venues, you know usually the vendors have to charge more because you think of a dj and you have to you know loading in at this outdoor barn wedding where you just literally pull up to the venue and you're there all day is a lot different than loading into like a hotel where you have to go through security and go through the back door and all these other complications that come with it so yeah i can definitely see how it'd be you know more expensive than it would be in the suburbs but yeah it's um it's it's um it's interesting like how it kind of can vary but it sounds like it's overall it's like kind of similar where if you're in a kind of city it's typically just going to be more for a wedding so vendors can maybe charge more but as you kind of like expand out from the city you know the pricing and the budgets for weddings drastically start to change and it's funny that way because of the area that i do is so wide so my price is my price yeah. And my price is my price in Kitchener. My price is my price in London. My price is my price in Niagara Falls. My price is my price in Toronto, in Peel, going all across. It is what it is. And that's all that it yeah. is. Yeah. And so you, some, you, a lot of times you get people that are like, oh, but that guy's charging a lot less. And like I said, it's yeah. you, 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 and I understand that. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Nobody's forcing you to. You know what I mean? I'd love to be able to book 
everybody all the time and help people yeah. all have fantastic weddings. But if it's not in your budget and you have no other means or way to, to change that, then it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Now I'm curious, just because I've been thinking about this, Travis, do you have any like Canadian questions for Neil and I that you like, you just like, you're like, I have no idea about this um, that we could answer for you. I just thought that might be fun. Um, I mean, the main thing was just location geographically. Like I had really no idea. I mean, I know like Canada is big and what is it like 40 million people are there or something, but it's like, I, I like, I only really ever hear about like, maybe like Ontario and that's like kind of it like I've had a few people like oh I have a wedding in Ontario that I'm traveling to or something but no like I, it's uh it's kind of cool like having a bigger picture of like what it actually looks like geographically because I just kind of picture like a few of these like big cities like Ontario and stuff and then just like nothing <laughs> you know it's just like just like greenlands and like you know nothing like that but it it sounds like for the most part it's pretty similar where it's like you have big city and then you kind of have like suburbs and then of course you have like the country but that, i mean it's just like that is here too so we're the differences were really clean yeah that's the difference i've heard that and uh you know that that makes me think of something too like um because everything is more like whenever like I see pricing for stuff, it's always like different when it's like in Canada. And is there like a, what is the reason for that too? Like why something might cost more in Canada? Is it just the currency, like the exchange of it that usually causes that? Or like what, well, what happens with that? Uh, some of, a lot of that stuff might like, you mean like items? Yeah, it like could, items. If it comes from, well, it could probably come from the States. So we've had to pay extra to bring it up, right? So the price of the same, the exact same item will cost us more because we've had to pay a tariff or a tax just to bring it to Canada. Yeah. So that would be yeah. the number one thing. And then there's the fun thing of the, the, the dollar exchange, which is another topic. Oh yeah, that's, I could get into that for hours, but you're right, that's exactly it. If we have to bring it up from the States, we likely have to pay a tariff on it. Um, mm -hmm. So we have to charge that. And depending where it comes from, um, especially like if anything's coming from Europe, it's usually more expensive. Um, but if you're, say you're shipping pop up to uh, Nunavut. Soda. <laughs> soda is what she oh, means. <laughs> sorry, I forgot that, that you call it soda. Um, it's actually funny you say that because people in Chicago call it pop. Oh, okay. Oh. Sorry. But sorry. It, I just it, jumped it in. Because... farther than that. So then there's like a lot of broken English you start finding too, as you go more like kind of like middle of United States becomes. So like when I grew up, it was sody. So that's what people called it was sody. And then when I moved up to Chicago, all I ever heard was pop. It's pop. I want to pop, you know, like that. They were always saying pop. And then at that point, I had upgraded from soda to soda when I realized it wasn't soda. So I'm a soda person, but like in Chicago, for whatever reason, it's pop. I it's think pop. it was, yeah. And so Sorry, I Stephanie. More... I, I totally jumped in and I jumped on your point about but there's some, the uh, <laughs> there's like a transition that must happen as you start going north, it becomes pop or something because like I don't know where the soda thing came from because that's like, that's a very like Midwest, like middle of, you know, the United States, people will say soda. But then like when you go South, I feel like I hear soda a lot. So it's like, it's transitioning from soda to pop. And then the soda, like the in between or something. Um, Cause I hear soda pop too. So maybe that's where the soda came from is they would say soda pop. And then it turned into soda. I don't know. But then a lot of people, it's just Coke. They just say Coke, 
even though like, no matter what Dr. the brand Pepper. is yeah they so that's a big caribbean thing like my 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 people as it were they will it's coke but it's not coke it's pepsi oh it's, but it's coke <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do that with a lot of brand names yeah we do that with a lot of brand names like uh craft dinner um <laughs> is it's craft dinner it's not mac and cheese it's called like if I'm saying tonight we're making craft dinner, that's what I mean. We're making mac and cheese. Um, like I just I don't think I've ever caught myself saying let's make mac and cheese. It's always craft dinner. I don't know why, but it's KD at my house. KD or craft dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't think I've ever called it soda before, ever. Like it's, it's always not been very pop. common. It's a weird somewhere like in the middle. It just like that became a thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's not very I've, common. It's usually I have a brother and soda. sister. I have a brother and sister in New York, so they they're born and raised in New York. So a lot of things we we catch when we were younger. They they would be saying soda, and I'm like, it's popped, and they're like, uh, <laughs> we call it soda here. There's so it's, it's that's so it's funny. funny like I was saying to myself before we started this, I was like, I should keep my Canadian accent to a minimum because sometimes I can get quite carried away with it. Um, oh, yeah? Especially hey. if, if I've had a few drinks. Uh, it's it's a pretty thick one. I don't That's know me. why. Just regular <laughs> Canadian? Yeah. See, just like, I, don't you know, like... would, I, I don't feel like we have an accent, but then people in the States will tell me that, like, I went to... Um, 2019 i went to uh, north carolina and people were like where are you from <laughs> and then i was like oh, from canada and they and they were talking about my my accent and i was like accent <laughs> <laughs> i know and it's so funny because we're so similar like u.s and states <laughs> but i find that we drop the t on most things um like a lot of people think we say a boot and that's not like i don't know i've, I've never, never heard that. that yeah that's I've the never... only those are the two that those are the only two that i know of is a and a boot apparently a boot is like a stereotype of like a what See, Canadians say but i've never actually heard i think that's say east it. coast that's yeah. not a, yeah. that's like that's the maritime provinces that say stuff like that like i see that on tiktoks all the time and i'm like yeah they do say that but yeah. we, they do. we you do. Know, yeah. like in in ontario i, I don't I, I've never said a boot. Is no, it, do you guys say bag or bag? Bag. Bag. Okay. Okay. Because I don't know where that one. That's like a Minnesota thing or something, which is more oh. north. So I'm like, yeah. maybe, maybe that bleeds into Canada too, because they say bag. It caught. It really caught me oh. off guard one time. They're like, because we went to like an apple farm, and they're like, what size bag do you want? I'm like, what? A what? And then, what size bag you want? <laughs> Oh, a bag. <laughs> I would like a bag, please. <laughs> I do find, like, I say A a lot. Um, but that's more of like a, like, it's the, it's a question mark. That's all it really is. Yeah. Um, like, if I'm talking to my partner and he's like, just, he didn't register what I said, I'll just go A. And then finally he'll catch on. It's just like a big question mark, really. Yeah. Um, or we if have I want one of those to actually in the Midwest, too. It's do what? That's something like people in the Midwest will say sometimes. Like you, they don't understand what you're saying. They're like, "Do what?" <laughs> so I, I actually kind of like that. a better than do what. So uh, I would I would prefer that actually. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so funny. That I don't know. It's like a I use it like a question mark really. Yeah. Um, I think we say someone told me once I was in where was I? I was in Barbados, 
and um which i desperately miss right now i'd love to be there um i and hear I'm, that sister i hear that and I, there were people there from the uk who we made friends with and she said oh you say oh yeah a lot um which i never realized i do um but if i'm probably if me and neil were talking for long enough we'd probably both say it um yeah yeah like, oh yeah Oh yeah. yeah, I could probably just say that for hours if you're just talking to me. But I never realized that was a thing I said. I just thought I was like acknowledging people. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys pick up on the different um, like United States uh, like accents? Because you know, yes. like we have Boston. There's like a Southern accent, mm-hmm. so you can, you can pick up on those pretty quick. Then I'm guessing, right? Well, I can definitely because because my siblings are are from New York, so their 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 accents are are serious New York accents. They <laughs> born and raised, and then um, I have I had a a stepsister who lived in Boston as well, so I I know that one really well too. Yeah, I could tell the like difference, but I think I would have to be talking to them for a longer period of time. Like if you're mm-hmm. talking to Neil and I, we have like an Ontario accent, um, which is probably more tame than if you were on the East Coast, um, like a Newfoundland accent um, or a Newfie accent is, it's a lot different. different. It's, it's a, a lot, lot different. of, that's something that you'd probably have trouble with, Travis, a Newfie yeah. accent for sure. We gotta find. Even I do sometimes. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, wait, what? Say that again. (laughs) Say say what? So I wanted to kind of wrap up on kind of a bigger topic, something that didn't just affect Canada and the United States, but the whole globe, and that's with uh, COVID and the coronavirus and just the lockdowns and everything that came with that. So. I would love to kind of hear what it, you know, backing up to last March up till now, you know, obviously the shortened version, but just kind of what it was like for you guys. Did you find it was different in different areas of Canada or was it all kind of pretty much the same? I would love to just kind of you guys to kind of share your experience going through that and, and working with weddings. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. It feels like um, here um, we're still pretty much in a lockdown I'm in Kitchener-Waterloo, so we're still stuck even in a further lockdown um, than what Neil is right now. So Ontario is going through like a phased reopening, I think is what they're calling it now, even though they changed it a few times. Um, But starting in March, it was like, I remember seeing it on the news and then being like, oh, weird, this like thing in uh, Asia is just like overtaking it and then all of a sudden it was like stay home do not leave your house only go to the grocery store for like food and then all of a sudden I wasn't working and I was like whoa like that how am I supposed to process that um and then it kind of got a little bit better in the summer of last year um and then it got really bad again um so a lot of us like in the events industry have not worked since March of 2020 um a few events here and there like I did one wedding in 2020 um and that was they followed all the rules they could have 50 people um that was it um no dinner no dancing or anything uh you could have dinner at that point we currently can't have receptions um but yeah it's been pretty crazy I'm really hoping by the end of this month 
things are a little sorted, especially like I'm fully vaccinated now, which is lovely. Um, so, and we're getting there. Yeah. It sounds like you guys align pretty well with us here in Illinois up until like recently it kind of changed. So like, um, now for context too, I mean, those in the state obviously know this, but for you guys too, everything for us has been very politically driven, unfortunately. So it's been, I mean, obviously everyone wants to come together and get through this, but a lot of it is political driven. So like they kind of will go a certain way mattering if they agree or disagree with like that leader. <laughs> so like, so like, you know, for like, you know, for the longest time um, last year, all the states that were open sided with the president, all the states that were closed didn't. And, and it was like a thing of like, well, we're just going to do the opposite of what they say. So if they tell us to lock down, we're not going to lock down. We don't need a lockdown. But then if it was like, oh, they tell us to lock down, then we're going to stay open. And, you know, like it was like, it was just this like back and forth tug of war. And I even feel like the way that we've kind of come to an end this year is still kind of politically driven because they're trying to kind of paint a certain picture and it's it's kind of a bummer because it would be nice if we could just all like kind of come together and get through this and i feel like we could have got through it even a little faster but it is what it is um you know it's just the way it kind of went but as far as you know on my side for illinois like it was a similar thing where march came around um i kind of saw that okay we're probably not getting out of this for a while even though we were being told we would be out of it in like a month <laughs> i was like I don't, I don't think that's happening that's pretty pretty optimistic and surely enough it kind of prolonged and just like for you guys in the summer it actually kind of started going back to somewhat normal so we were doing like a good amount of weddings they were just small weddings so you know like 50 60 people and then when winter rolled around it was also also um, like election time. And it's like everything just shut down hardcore in our state again. It was like 10 people or less couldn't do anything. It was, it was very locked down. So I had a lot of like October, November, December, a lot of like couples who thought they would, they would move their date to get away from it. They all end up getting like rescheduled again because they, they were trying to be safe and do it in the winter and winter became kind of a, a mess for us. And it was all of a sudden, like in May, like all of a sudden everything just like was open like wide open like we're we're like no mask we're like full capacity everywhere it, it just was like from we went from one extreme to the other so we went from like totally locked down pretty much all the beginning of this year to like april may it's like oh yeah we're uh everything's back to normal like covid never happened it, it, it wasn't a thing you know and it, it was just kind of it's been kind of weird and like i'm not necessarily upset about it because it is nice to be able to work again but it's just like are we really that out of it or is this just more political junk you know that they're trying to play and so so it's a little concerning because it's like i would hate to see like us end up getting locked down again because maybe like they were being a little too fast with things and then we get locked down so yeah definitely i it's definitely in my opinion it's quite political here um mm -hmm. but that that's just my two cents but we have come together though yeah in, like as a country we have we really have they've done a great job um but it is it can get quite political um at least in ontario yeah how do you feel about that neil i concur wholeheartedly <laughs> I can, I, I, everything you you said it all so i'm like yeah she's right yeah. Like, yeah, it's like for me what was it we went away in january of 20 2020 um 
because I always do that the first week of January to get away after the season and New Year's and stuff like that. Um, so luckily we had that. And then I was planning in March to go to a DJ convention in, in Vegas, Mobile Beat. Um, and I, and I kept looking at the calendar, watching the news, looking at the calendar, watching the news up until like the Friday before. And then it was like lockdown. That's yeah. it. We can't, we are not flying anywhere. Cause I was going to go. I was like, I'm going. And then it was like, no, nah, you can't go no place. No, um, it no. was like, it was big lockdown. And I did prior to that, I had done, um, a couple of corporate events and that was it and then nothing again until October and I had people bumping and it's sort of similar to what Travis was saying and people bumping and saying oh well uh, in a month or two in a couple of months and in the winter oh next year <laughs> so it, and people I've had some clients that have bumped five times yeah yeah they, they moved a lot yeah I'm like I'm here with you Uh, you know what I mean if we can make it happen I'm the last part like the only part you don't have to worry about I'm I'm here with you and I'll make it happen and if I'm booked that day I'll make sure you're covered one way or the other and and that sort of thing so now we're into uh into July yeah (laughs) my first gigs will be the end of July and the first of August, and we'll see if they, if they. Uh, yeah, here's they, hoping. I'd really like it to open up. That'd be nice, yeah. and we could be just like Travis and super busy. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the the plan, anyway. It, it will happen eventually, I'm sure. Is there is there like an inconsistency in Canada, like it is it will like it was here, or is it pretty consistent throughout it's all of Canada? Consistent that, everywhere. Yeah. That's consistent yeah. because people don't know and we're going to follow the science and this politician's going to say this and so yeah it's absolutely inconsistent and and i don't think there was any sort of handbook that that could have prepared um no. the people no. the politicians anybody the scientists for what we, we we've been gone through and what we're going to still deal with so that's the unfortunate thing and you know the the masses the people are like looking for for some guidance from from people who are sort of like literally they should just be standing there going i'm not sure because they really aren't sure they'll tell you they're sure but they're not sure yeah so that's the that's the that's the neil two cents yeah well, here's hoping that you guys come August or September, you'll be doing so many weddings, you won't be able to keep track. So that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need these weddings to be able to get back in shape. I lifted a speaker today. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> to put it up. You oh, should have, so. uh, when everything locked down, you should have started like a YouTube channel for like workouts yeah. for DJs, you know, should have, like, have. squatting the bar. It's like squatting. That's exactly it. Yeah. This is lifting speakers. And, yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Um, it's it's kind of cool because I feel like for the most part, there's a lot of similarities, but it's it's cool, like the, the little differences that you find and just the fact that, you know, technically we're bordering each other, but there's still those little differences that come, whether it's with the language or with timelines or budgets and things like that. And so, um, yeah, I just want to thank you guys for being a part of this. Before we leave, um, 
is there anything you two are working on or anything you would love to share with other wedding vendors? You can go ahead, Neil. Ladies first, always ladies first. Uh, I'm not working on anything specific right now. After the summit that we all attended, I'm kind of working on just my own things, uh, doing a few elopements right now. Um, that's probably the biggest thing is focusing on small micro weddings because that's going to be a trend for a while. And I know people do want to party, but it's going to be freaky for a little while to get together with, you know, 200 of your closest friends. So really focusing on that niche market. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Like, um, I just want weddings to start. Uh, Me too. <laughs> I just want to be able to work. Um, I I have things in the in the in the pot that they're cooking, but nothing per se right now. Um, just want to get to work eager to to go out there and i teach dj classes i really want those to start back up i, I do a bunch of different things like that so that's the plan anyways one Get of these days out. we're yeah. almost there i think awesome well thank you so much for having me on yeah thanks, Absolutely. thanks for being a part of this guys and uh yeah and like i was saying i hope in a couple months like i won't even be able to talk to you if i even try because you're going to be having so many phone calls coming through so oh that, exactly it's true it's gonna yes. happen <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's been a pleasure um yeah it was a lot of fun thanks so much Thank all right you. awesome till next time see ya okay. Bye. Bye.